right now. Hey, everybody, it's C.L. King, international motivational speaker, founder of Impacting Life 24-7 LLC, and I, I am on Starve Talk with Jay Halim. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Jay Halim, and you are back for another amazing episode of Starve Talk, and I do say amazing all the time because I'm not getting nothing but amazing people on here. I'm not trying to talk to people who you don't want to hear from. I'm not trying to talk to people I don't want to hear from or learn about or be around. So Starve Talk is very near and dear to my heart. This used to be called In the Studio with Jay Halim. And as I grown in myself, you know, I created this mantra, I won't starve. And the uh, acronym that we came up for Starve is Stand Tall and Reclaim Victory Every Day. And so knowing that, I have to make sure I have people on my show that have lived that mantra, lived that lifestyle, who understand what that means. If when I say stand tall and reclaim victory to you and it doesn't do something to you, it doesn't resonate with you, you're not the person. You're not the person. So I'm so glad to have this brother here because he is one of those people. And the thing is, I love about this brother because he's given. He's always trying to put give somebody else a platform um, to learn about them, to put them out there. And he's not, you know, he's humble because he's doing a whole bunch and he's not talking about that. He's too busy talking about you and trying to put you on. So it's my type of brother, brother CL King. Thank you so much for coming on my platform this time. Yes, sir. And uh, it's such an honor to be here. It is truly my my privilege, brother. And I'm talking to the past. I guess you talking to the future. So we meet somewhere in the middle because you're three hours behind me, bro. <laughs> hey, man, exactly. Right. So. We both, like you said earlier, off camera, we both keeping our eyelids open with some toothpicks. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this is what we, this is the life we chose. You know, we want to have, you know, this type of lifestyle. We want to be busy. We want to be productive. I wake up and I'm happy what I've seen, what, what God was able to um, allow me to build. I feel the same way. I feel you feel the same way as well when you look back over your life. So we got to talk about that. We can find a lot of things to complain about. Yes, sir. And, you know, we can always find better. It's, it's always something that could be better. But after a while, what's better? You know, right. we have two brothers on here talking about something positive, you know, and it don't get too much better than that when you really talk about what counts. You know what I'm saying? You can't find two brothers sitting around not talking about this woman's behind or yeah, going on something, you know, the basketball game. So, and all that's cool. And, and it got its place in his life. But developing other individuals, changing other people's lives. We're both authors. You are an international speaker. I just became an international speaker, I would say. Over, but you've been doing this for a while. Let's start from the beginning, man. You know, when you talk, talk about your bio, and I don't, I'm not the person to like to read other people's bios because you, you know, I don't want to mess it up. I want yeah. people to tell because you know we got our part we write for other individuals to read when we're coming to speak as speakers. Yeah. But that might not be the part you want to tell, you know, right now. That might not be the part you want to talk about. So if I'm introducing your, to you, to my people, what would you tell my people about you? What you man, that's, a, that's, man that's, that's actually very clever. I like the way you did that, man. I'm, I'm going to steal that. Hey, <laughs> go ahead, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, Jay, my life is broken down, I believe, 
into segments. And I believe all of us kind of have a segmented visual uh, panoramic view of our life, you know, and the, the first segments really deals with why I wrote the book. The first 18 years of my life is a segment, if you will. Right. And, you know, I was born into this crucible of adversity, uh, you know, homelessness, foster care, abuse, physical and sexual abuse, um, alcoholism, etc. And that that segment of my life really helped to, you know, I look back now, it really helped to forge the man that I am today. Now, when I was going through it, all my mindset was, it can't be like this. You know, you can't be a guy that at two years old gets taken away from your mom and thrown into a foster home 400 miles away. It can't be that your grandmother in the second segment is locking you in the basement and out in the garage with the dogs. That that can't be the way life is supposed to be. The third segment, you know, with my dad, it can't be that this grown man, this six foot two, 275 pound man would try to hold me down in the tub and drown me because he was upset and was in a drunken rage. It can't be like that. It can't be that living with my mother, we, we had no electricity and the, and the lights was out. And we were eating at soup kitchens and I'm in the home while my sister's getting molested and raped. It cannot be like this. And life is more than that, man. And so and so then when I go to a group home at 12 years old, I'm thinking, oh, man, maybe this is a respite from some of all of that stuff that I went through. And, and it was it was actually in a place that I was supposed to be made safe. It was worse, Jay. I mean, like, you know, I was 12 and the rest of the guys was 16, 17, 18. So you just think about the stuff they did to a young kid, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it can't be like that. So there's another thing. And I just, I go on and on and on until I finally, after two more group homes and two more foster homes, when I landed at Ruthie Plowden's house with two trash bags of, of clothes, she said to me, Jay, and it's the subtitle of my book, she said to me, no matter what you've been through, Chris, you still can make it. No matter the adversity, you still can. Now, I had every excuse, Jay, to, to fail. I had every excuse to gravitate to a resume of foolishness. But Ruthie Plowden, who invested in this kid, said, man, you can do it. I see something great in you. And that's the only, I really believe, Jay, that is like, I hear her voice echoing. She's dead now going on. 12 years, I hear her voice echoing in my mind, brother, that, hey, Chris, you still can make it. So that's why I'm on this mission to try to inspire people with that notion. Why aren't these stories the first thing we hear? Why why do they feel like we got so much other stuff that's better than this, especially in our Black community? Why? Why, why is it the, the rapper story? Why, why is it the, the other garbage why is it stories like this of overcoming not the first thing that we're hearing when we get up in the morning? You know, Jay, that's a great question. And I was told, I just broke the rule. I was told that you're not supposed to say that's a great question in an interview, but I'm going to do it anyway because it was a great question. Time, I don't know who said that. <laughs> I, I got to a person some props, man. That's what I'm saying, brother. It's the time for a shout out. Um, I, I struggled with that for a minute, bro. I really did, especially early on. When I started my speaking career back in 2008. I really struggled with that because it just seemed like what I was trying to say wasn't resonating. But then everybody else was like, oh, like you say, glamorizing the stuff that's very temporal, the stuff that's very 
temporary. And so even in this, in this modern day age, man, I sometimes get a little cynical because I'm like, Hey, a person can get on this platform called TikTok. They can put butter in the refrigerator and they can get 17 million people to ascribe to what they're doing right there. And I'm out here trying to help kids and and adults and families find some impact in life. And they're just kind of like yawning at the notion. And so what I feel like God had to help me with that. He said, listen, every tree has its season. He says, you can't try to be a rose bush or you can't try to be a, a, a oak tree. He says, I got you in your season. And so you need to walk in that. And so I've kind of put blinders on, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, hey, listen, y'all want to do what y'all want to do. Y'all want to glamorize what you want to glamorize. But I'm not going to relent in this message of you can still make it. And what I found, Jay, is this. What works, I repeat. Mm. What doesn't, I refine. Yeah. And what can't, I recycle. Mm. So I what and and through that discipline, man, I went from having, you know, reaching, you know, a couple thousand people a year to over oh, we just looked at our analytics with our team the other day, 62,000 folks every month. I love it, man. Congrats. You know what I'm saying? Congrats. And so so when we talk about, hey man. Well, and, and here's what I've done. And here's what I've recognized. The doors that don't open, I, I'm cool with that, bro. I just, I keep it moving and I go on to the next one. But I think voices like Jay Lahim and I Won't Starve and CL King combined together. You imagine us on a stage together, brother. I look forward to that. I look forward to that. Keep speaking that. <laughs> I, well, we'll get you. Well, we go, we'll swap coasts. You fly hey. me out to Vegas and I'll fly hey. you out to North yeah. Carolina, let's, brother. Let's do that. Let's do that. I mean, it's just amazing, you know, getting into the speaking space. You know, it's to me, I felt it was so perverted. Yeah. Because, you know, um, and I and I actually loved it. I really loved this brother, but I listened to the Eric Thomases of the world. And at first I could not, I, I couldn't do it. You know, yeah. I couldn't do it because it's, I think it's social media. I think if I'd have heard him in person first, it'd been something yeah. different. Mm-hmm. But um, they only give you the sound bite. That's true. They only give you the sound bite. Yeah. You don't never really get the chance to know who that person is. You're getting sold by the soundbite. So you like it or you don't, right. you know? And so for me, coming from North New Jersey, coming from loud mouth people, yeah. you know, <laughs> like that wasn't it for me. You know, him, oh, uh, you, 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 wanna, you don't want to sleep. You want to sleep. You don't want to get up. I'm like, right, yeah, right. everybody need to sleep, man. What's, what, what's the problem? You know, what's wrong with people going to sleep? Like, I, I mean, I really felt that way. You know, until I, I'm a reader. So I read his first book. And then I, I, it gave me, I was like, oh, okay. Then I started paying attention to something, certain things. And it was more of a, of a discipline saying, I go to bed at seven o'clock in the morning and yeah. get up at two o'clock. You know, I'm like, okay, I know people do that. They go work at UPS or FedEx. So that makes right. sense to me. But the, all of that bashing you to get you to do something or, oh, you ain't this, you ain't a lion, you ain't. I'm like, no, right. some people aren't lions, but they're still successful. You know, some people are, you see what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. I'm so, into that i don't want to gimmick my people and that's what i get from you you know when i when i'm when i'm listening to you when we had our inter- interactions i'm paying attention with you on social media i don't see gimmick right i you know i really see genuine hey this is a brother who want to who has a story who wants to go ahead and get it out there to help some individuals how important is that authenticity to you 
Man, you just hit the nail on the head, man. You know what, Jay? I, I'll just be straight up transparent with you, man. I have, in the last probably six weeks, seen a lot of folks that are close to me pass away, man. Oh, man. You know, like just friends of friends or close friends, et cetera, right? A young lady I know just told me her mother's been given two to four weeks to live. They say when you get, like Taylor Perry said, when you start getting in your 40s and 50s, you start seeing everybody passing away, right? And I've become, I've become like gripped by this, this whole mortality thing. Yeah. Now I'm not trying to sound morbid, but hear, hear my, hear my point, brother, that if this isn't real, if this isn't, if this isn't a purpose besides, look, I want to make a pile of cash. I got seven children, brother. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but, but if it, if it, if that is the singular driver and you'll sell your soul out to get the next buck then this is the wrong space for you. you. When you talk about authenticity, every month I go in to speak into the jail, every single month. I have not missed in the last year. Them brothers and sisters in there know if you're putting on, right? Mm -hmm. They know. They can read right, They can read your mail because they, you know, to be there. Sometimes in jail, their whole, their whole MO is how to get, navigate and scheme and connive, right? But I had to win those people over with, just being raw and transparent and real. Yeah. And and what, what I've come to at the end of the day is if you measure the earth on a scale, if you measure the atmosphere compared it to the earth on a scale of a basketball, the, the atmosphere is as thin as a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. There is there is so little separating us from life and death, Jay. Yeah. And if you and I can touch one life. If we can touch one on the pursuit of making a profit, we're also making a difference. That's why I feel we got to be real in all that we do. Oh my God. And you know, you, you hit something on, on there because we, and I love the phrase. We always say that if we can touch one in our community, I feel we have this all or nothing situation, meaning like we either got it all or we, or we're not going to do anything. Like, you know, this stops us from doing business. It stops us from going after our dreams. It's like, oh, I don't look right. It's not, I don't have the nice car. I don't have this, so I'm not going to move. I don't have a hundred thousand dollars, so I'm not going to move. I think that that's how we don't touch more than one person. I think we can touch thousands of people if we just start where we are. What do you feel? Man, that's powerful. And uh, man, I tell you, boy, for all y'all church people, I feel the Holy Ghost every time I talk to this brother. <laughs> Um, but we won't shout tonight. We may shout next time. Um, I got to ask, and, and I feel like real life stories just illuminates it for us. Right, Jay? Uh, you know, I'm going to Cleveland on my book tour next, uh, next Saturday. This coming Saturday, I'm rolling to Cleveland, Lorraine, Cleveland, Avon, Sheffield. I'll be up there in several cities. And I had reached out to my alma mater, my high school. I graduated 30 years ago, right? What better story? Foster kid, group home kid, now back speaker, coming back to the town, right? So I had reached out to my high school, which has a totally different landscape, a totally different building, a totally different name. And they said, yeah, we'd be interested. Of course, there's fees associated with it. And uh, we were in preliminary discussions. Well, they just came back because I'm like, man, I ain't heard back from y'all. And I don't usually run people down, but I did because I really wanted to go. You know what I'm saying? I really wanted to go back to Admiral King, Lorraine High now. And 
the situation was that there was some logistical snafus where they had double booked me and another speaker. And the administration said, hey, listen, we can't meet your fee. And we understand if you you can't come. Yeah. And I said, I was going to be there anyway. The reality is, is that I just want to get in front of those kids and give them a few words of encouragement. Yeah. So if you can't meet it, that's all right. Tell me where to show up to the building. Right. And so my point is that I could have been cocky and been like, hey, I'm CL King. I don't speak for nothing less than 7000. Right. And 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 then I wouldn't have reached nobody. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm already up there. God's going to bless me to sell two or three hundred books. So if I don't go, if I don't get a check from going to the school, but I get a kid where the group I'm going to be talking to is suffering from absenteeism and gang activity and, and fatherless homes. If I can, if I can reach one of those kids by swallowing my pride and say, God, you've taken care of me long enough. I'm okay. Yeah. And that's what it's about, brother. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. I've talked to people. I know people that are rich, you know, millionaires. I know you do. <laughs> and they're just, they're, they're, their thing is, okay, I'm going to, cut a check and that's that and uh, but it's like you it's more we can do mm-hmm. like you you're rad it's like playing a lottery like all right i'm gonna play the number if i hit great if i don't fine so i'm gonna send the money out if something happens great fine i did my part when right. if it's twenty thousand dollars in that check do you know how many people you can feed yeah you know how many lives you can change tomorrow with that but right. we, it's like it gotta look a certain way and that's right. what, how we look when our, in our appearance, in our business, in anything that we do. And it's like, you are who you are right now. You spoke about church. They say, right. if you can do it yourself, why would you, you know, you don't need God. It's like, I got to get right before I come to God. Oh, Lord. Like, yeah. You ain't got to get right before you come to your people. You, your people are ready for you right now. Right. And, you know, that's interesting. We were talking about introductions and resumes and all that. And most of the time now, I was really big on that at first, especially speaking in the education space. Right, Jay? Like all the, the all the educated folks want to know, is he a doctor of philosophy? And, it, you know, what are all his credentials and who does he hold and where has he been? I, You know what I found with the young people, bro? They could care less. Care less. They could care. Yeah. I, they're like, could you send us your man? Them kids don't care nothing about that. Just just introduce me as CL King and I, and God will take care of the rest. And one of the things you said that that is really important is that we feel it's got to look a certain way oh. and we and we can't be we can't be our authentic self. I posted a video the other night that was very uh, self effacing. Right. I was at Planet Fitness. I'm getting skinnier, brother. I'm getting, oh, t- I'm getting toned up, G, right? So I I think I've been messing around around 155, 160. Now that's light for a 240-pound man. But I said, man, maybe I could just go on right up, go right on up to 225, right? Put two plates on the side. So I said, let me record this so I could just josh my sons and be like, yo, this is how your old man rolling. Put the camera up there. I got the 225 up off the bar. I took it down. My camera fell over. I got stuck right here. Some fella had to come bail me out. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm glad he was there. <laughs> and I posted it. And here's what I said. This is what failure looks like. Mm. But that's okay. I'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow. See, we, and that's what you talk, you that's know, we're talking about social media. That's man, we, 
Right, right. We got to be filtered. We got to be this. We got to be that. You know what I mean? I'm like legit. People be like, well, how many books have you sold? Well, wh- why Why does that matter? Why does that matter how many books I've sold? Why can't it matter that I finished the book and people are reading it? You know what I mean? Oh, you talk about a shouting moment. Yes. <laughs> That's a shouting moment right there because it's still only 1% of the world's population that offers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You finish the book is a big deal. And it was that way at a time, you know, yeah. and I tell people who, when they come and they say they didn't want to write a book, I'm like, look, just finish it, you know, and, 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 and honor that honor the fact that you stepped into that fraternity of an author, because it's still major. Yeah. And us as black people, we have to take, I, I've been freed by me writing books. I've been freed. I mean, I was looking, trying to find myself and coming from where we come from, I'm, I'm thinking that's just stuff they say on TV. Yeah. Find yourself. Right, right, right. <laughs> really lost until I started putting out, that was my outlet because what you went through, who do you talk to about that? Because we, we, we're not taught to go to therapy. Right. I see you went to the military, so you're not telling the individuals that you in the military, you're not going through that. Like, I mean, I've never been in the military. I imagine you can tell me if I'm telling you, I don't imagine you're sharing that story in the military. Oh, heavens no. <laughs> you're barely sharing any story except for I got to use the bathroom. That's about it. <laughs> exactly. So who who yeah. do you tell that story? And what, what, what was your breakthrough when it was like, all right, it's time for me to let this out, you know, and for me to go ahead and, and get my breakthrough and my release. Well, here's here's what I found, bro. And that's a that's a really great maybe this will be a great nugget for someone else. Okay, because here's what I found. I felt I found that what I was doing was incomplete. Mm. Okay, so you can go and you can you can give a great keynote speech, but then you don't leave them with anything. Mm. Right. So it doesn't there. There's no resonance. Resonance. There's no marination. It's just okay. That was good in the moment. I'm pretty. I'm in a pretty. Mo- I'm pretty emotional as a speaker. But then it's gone. It's a flash in the pan. And so Greg, my VP, he said, you know, King, you've been traveling around telling this story, but you. But if you died today, it would just be maybe in a few videos around the country, right? And so I realized that I was doing my kids a disservice. Mm. Because they didn't know, they didn't know, they just think, hey, man, it's always been this good, you know, living in nice, blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, yeah, you're right, Greg. I I need to leave this as a legacy, yeah. right? Because these kids need to know really what the, the heritage was to get to where we are. Maybe yeah. they'll appreciate it a little bit more. And then secondarily, I, I said, there's only one way to effectively impact someone when you're six feet under. And that is... To have a book, bro. That's mm. it. You know what I mean? This this will remain in the Library of Congress. And so I felt like it was time to stop just being an entertainer. Yeah. This makes me vulnerable, Jay. Right? Yeah. It does. It makes me pretty vulnerable. Just yeah. Because and and on many ways, it makes me be vulnerable because people are gonna critique it. Yeah. They're gonna say, well, he didn't write it in the passive voice, or he wrote it too much in the passive voice. Or, you know what I mean, right? They judge, they can judge my speaking like, oh, that was powerful. I felt goosebumps. But then when they go read my stuff, they're like, mm, I don't, I don't know if this will cut the mustard. <laughs> so I had to, I had, I had, I was hesitant about that, bro. Like letting myself be vulnerable yeah. to hundreds of people. But then I realized I said, but man, it's so much bigger than me. Yeah. Right. It's so, it's so much bigger than me. There are 50 million people, Jay, 
that are adults suffer, who suffered from one or four, one to four of the major childhood traumas. Yeah. There are 50 million. They're in our cubicles. They're at our grocery stores. They're everywhere, man. Yeah. And so I said, man, I ain't going I may not get rich off of who ate my brownie, but man, I might, I, I'll have some rewards in heaven by people who read this and realize they can still make it. Let's, let me tell you something. That was, that's been a, the biggest and best ride I've had. Um, you know, I can say that, you know, since I was a kid playing basketball in high school, man, being an author has been so amazing for me. Yeah. And I, I tell people that all the time. And yes, I've sold a good amount of books, but just, I feel like it's me. This is something I have of my own to call. And I was able to bring my daughter along. She has two books, but I, love it. I am like, yeah, I'm championing people. Yo, go write that book, go get it out. Don't play with it now because yeah. it's a serious thing. And I've learned because I didn't have, you know, I'm glad about social media, but I didn't have the mentors around me like that. Mm. No, I had my uncle who I hate that I didn't give him the flowers that he deserved when he was on earth. He died during COVID my mind. 2020, but the, the, the mentors wasn't there. You know, entrepreneurship wasn't popular when we were yeah. coming up, you know what I'm saying? Before social media, it was like, you're crazy. And I'm a college student, you know, so they wasn't telling you like, go get that job. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, what you right. So being able to have this outlet, you know, my life changed. How did it change your life outside of being able to have a title author when you wrote your book? Wow. I love what you said there. I was thinking about that. That was going to be my answer. If he asked this question, you know, this is something that that's yours, something that no one can take away from you. And I don't know, Jay, just to be honest, because your book is, is really phenomenal. You talk about who's in your corner. Thank you. And there I did, I did this brother, you know, of course, Greg has been encouraging me because Greg used a publishing company and he did his own thing. His book is about forensics and evidence technician rooms, right? My book is about eating out of soup kitchens and, you know, get beat half to death. Told two <laughs> totally different topics, right? But he said, you need to get this book out. Well, here's, here's how it, it uh, changed for me, Jay, is because <clears throat> When I when I put this this work together, I did it without a coach. Mm. Right. I suffered through buying the wrong ISBN and not knowing how to get to the Library of Congress. Right. Yeah. I suffered yeah. with trying to get the the cover into Amazon, even though I don't hardly sell on Amazon, trying to get the spine right and oh, the right. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? All that mess. And I, and I struggle, it was a struggle. It was like, I don't even like doing this at but, all. Right. But then when I finished and I, and I, and, and I looked at my kids and my wife, man, and they're like, you know, there's so many people who start things and they, they don't finish. Yeah. Right. And I said, man, if, if, if I don't finish this work, then what am I saying to my kids? Yeah. You know, just, oh, well, just go ahead and try this and then sample that and then dip your toe in this. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if, if I, if I'm going to have the subtitle, no matter the adversity, then I got to live it, man. And yeah. so what, what it did for me was like, it just authenticated some of the stuff that I've been saying to my family. Like, Hey man, I pressed through this. It cost me a ton of money. A whole, the whole first batch of books, Jay, I had to eat the cost. Oh Yeah. Cause there was errors on the first page. 
And I said, I ain't making nobody pay for this mess. Oh man. <laughs> so then, that's integrity. I, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I said, Oh, I could, I could oh, people were like, Oh, nobody's gonna. I said, Man, my name is on this. And people's hard-earned money is coming off of this. And so it was, man, the the process for me was like it was so arduous. But then the reward has not just been the financial piece, brother, but the reward has been people saying, I read your book in a day. I couldn't yes. put it down. Right, Jay? Right. Yes. <laughs> my biggest it's, compliment has been my book is um, they say it sounds like I'm talking to you. Oh yeah. That's been my biggest compliment. So, you know, it's just just having those those like I mean, you just in a, a different class right now, but I you said something that resonated with me. Why is it that we don't honor our name like that no more? You said if your name was on. Why why don't we take our name that serious no more? Ooh, because um, I know folks are gonna get mad at me, but let me just pastor here for a minute. Because our yays are not yays and our nays are not nays. Mm. Societally, mm. we have just been we're we're good to just get in and out of things without without true commitment, right? Yeah. Um, if things get tough, if they get rough, we just will go another direction, right? And and the truth of the matter is is that if if I if I'm writing a book about an arduous epic mortal combat struggle, then I want the folks to know that I actually lived it and made it on the other side. So there is really no big sales pitch. It's just, hey, man, life will give you adversity and you can overcome it. But let's look at your book. You did the exact same thing, right? You lived it, brother. It wasn't just, see, that, that's what I'm saying. So so when that's why it's so important and so powerful that when I see Jay Lahim on a book, I'm like, okay, I know this brother ain't just stealing some Zig Ziglar, Zig Ziglar 10 points in a poem <laughs> to somebody. No, 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 no. This brother has lived it. And so I, I do believe that that gives us an extra atmosphere of credibility, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it does. And so, man, I, having your, your, the Bible says a good name is rather to be chosen than rubies. Oh, man. Fine riches, brother. They they, they so, better believe it. It's 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 crazy, man, because you just see people are just willing to just throw their name, you know, by the wayside or out uh, how they used to say back in the day, out with the bath water, the baby yeah, out with the bath water. But I'm and when you say that, it made me feel good. You're like, my name is on this. Yeah. And you know, people look at it like I keep throwing those numbers out when they start to say, Oh, well, it's only one percent of people that's authors. It was only most people that um, press up independently only sell 250 um, copies. That's what it was, like, yeah. We got to throw those things out there because when we hit these milestones and we get in there, that's a big deal. Don't tell me that I'm just regular. I'm not regular. Right. You know, <laughs> you know it's nothing regular about these accomplishments. My daughter is not in the regular situation. She's already put two books out. Like, you're not going to say that I'm regular. We have to get past that because we missed out on a lot of things. Yes, sir. Yeah, and you know, talk, if you look at those statistics further, if you peel back the onion further, we, you know, what the percentage is small for authors, the percentage is even smaller for Black authors. You got that right. <laughs> you got that right. You know, we're in a totally different minority, bro. Oh, man. And, and that's the thing. And so when we're changing our lives by trying to change other people's lives, we are the ones that deserve we deserve to be in that space and to be honored because that's what entrepreneurship is really about. Yeah. That's what you should be writing a book about. 
Yes. That you should be doing all this shouldn't be about nobody else. It's you're not, it's going to outlive you. So how are you writing something for you? Your business is not about you. You're making that kid because that kid's going to be somebody else, husband or wife. They're going right. to be doing their own things in society. So like whatever it is you create, it's not for you. Right. And so that's one of the reasons why I get so upset about that piece with the entrepreneurship, because like when you're creating something, how is this all about you? Man, let me just interject. Jay, I'll just have to confess. You convicted me when, uh, when you were last on our show. Of course, we'll have you back. In fact, I just would like to put you on a quarterly schedule because you're just, do it, man. you know what I mean? You're just that dope. Let's uh, do it. But you said when, when you broke down that, in my opinion, one of the greatest revelations in the, in the 21st century about business versus entrepreneurship, bro, it kind of hit me with that situation with the school, right? Yeah. Because like a business owner would just be like, well, I need to hurry up and make this fast cash, right? Yeah. This, you know, I'm speaking in a school of 2000 kids and, and um, I, you know, I should get paid for that. But if, if it's a, if it's a way smaller denomination this year, but the principal gets to see how we work and how we flow. And I'm, and I'm like, yo, man, I'll do it. I want you to see my heart. I don't just want you to see uh, an invoice, right? Yeah. Next year, when they're looking for speakers. This without, that's all it is. You, know what, you see what I'm saying, brother? That's a business. You, you're, you're laying it out. I, I, it's so many times I've been down that road where I, I, it's a sister that's back in South Carolina who I'm so cool with. Her name is Pam, Pam Green. She used to run the state, one of the state offices. And I remember her saying, Jay, we don't have a budget. I'm taking photos. I'm like, you need some film. We need this, you need that. And I got all this set up. But all she had the budget was for me taking photos. I said, Pam, check this out. I'm going to do it. And we're going to get the team going to come. We're going to do a video anyway. When I did that video for her, the next time when they had that event came around, she said, Jay, they gave me a whole credit card. Don't worry about it. Bring the whole thing. Bring everybody. I got you. And you know what? Now we're taking photos for the whole thing. We're going to do a marketing thing. We're going to get on. That's when I was doing Jay Haleem in the studio with Jay Haleem. And so we got on that. We did a commercial. We did everything because she had the credit card. Yes, sir. If I didn't do that to show them what they're missing. Right. You know, I'm short-sighted. Like you say, you were already going anyway. Yeah, brother. Yes, sir. You were sir. already going anyway. You know what I'm saying? So it was a, it was a whole other thing. So that's the part of the business that you're thinking about. Like, I'm already going there. It's not taking anything. I need to be in a room where I can showcase my talent. Like you said, you're selling the books. You know, hey, you know what? I'm going to... It's no better business card than this. Yeah. It's yes, no sir. better business card when you... No better business card. When you show up with this, it's a different story. So maybe you got your regular business card. But boy, when I ain't say leave them all. When you can leave one of these, though. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That go way further than that. They're not just taking that throwing in the trash. They're right. not treating they, that like no flyer. You know what I'm saying? So they're looking at you different, man. They it's a whole nother ball game, man. So we 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 have to continue to tell those stories. So you heard my acronym, STARVE. Stand I know, wait, let me tell you, let me tell you what it stands for. I know what it stands for. I already got it right here. Stand tall and reclaim victory every day. Yes. What does that mean to you? When you heard that, what does that mean to you? Well, it means, are you ready for this, brother? I'm ready. It means that I, I you got an acronym in, 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 uh, starve. And that kind of resonated with me with my acronym of mirror, right? Oh, wow. 
Watch this, brother. I'm telling you, we going on tour together. Are you ready, Jay? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Look, because you said stand tall and reclaim victory every day. Watch this, man. In in one of the teachings I do on mirrors is the first thing is M. I'm just gonna break it down real quick. Mindset, intentions, the rigors, the realities, the opportunities, right? The oh, what is the R? I can tell you. I'm I, I'm old, brother. You gotta help me. Uh, I'm uh, with you, man. The R is replenishment, mm. and then the last one is sustainability. When you said stand tall and reclaim victory every day, one of the things that we talk about with the replenishment is is that when you look in the mirror, brother, every day is a new day. Yeah, it gets replenished, right? You ain't got to do nothing fancy. You ain't got to do nothing. You ain't all you got to do is just open them eyelids, and that that's reclaiming your victory every day. Mm. See, some people some people get get stuck in moments. Yeah. Well, you know, I failed today. I dropped the weight on me and embarrassed myself at Planet Fitness, but I'll be I'll be back tomorrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna reclaim that victory if I have to go to the gym every day to get 225 up, and so yeah. the reality the reality is what this means to me, brother, is that we we can't waver in what our calling is, what our purpose is. Stand tall and reclaim your victory. Your you get your victory through your purpose. Yeah, I don't get victory by now. Watch this, y'all. Listen to this. I, I could try to emulate Jay Halim and I would fail miserably. He is who he is and I am who I am. Here's what this means. That it's reclaiming your victory, your victory, your victory every single day. And uh, yeah, man, I, I love that acronym. And here's what we need to do before, before we go, we need to make sure that you have your assistant, send me your address so I can physically send you my book and I'll have her send me your address so I can get your book. And then we can just continue to plug each other. You I'm know, all of them. Yeah. Here's, all here, of them. And let me, let me tell you why that is Jay. You want to know why? Because when we talk about our community, the African-American community, I have been on a quest to try to get us to realize that promoting one another is not a bad thing. At all, <laughs> this ain't a this ain't a pot of crabs, okay? I I, I use that I use the idea of fanning some flames. If I walk by and I see Jay Halim with a, two sticks and a and a and a thing, and he's making some smoke, and I see some smoke coming, I can walk by and say, "Yo, dog, let me fan this for you real quick, right?" I may not can stay there with you for the whole fire, Jay, but yeah. I can at least I can at least fan it. We in the at black community. Uh, we need to get better at that. I'm not going to say what I really wanted to say. Oh, but say we, it. Say we, it. This is what this is about because we need we need our medicine. IP, and I'm saying we because we, we're with them. Yeah. And I'm the majority. We might not be those individuals, but we lumped in together and right. we need to take our medicine. You know, we right, need- man. You know, I was I got a little I got a little rear end hurt when I launched my book that I was getting more love from all other communities than my own. And I'm just like, yo, dog, what, what? I been, I didn't come to y'all fish fries. I didn't showed up to y'all, to y'all pageants. I've been there speaking for your chicken dinners, and I put out something. And it's just like everybody was yawning, bro. Bro, let me tell you something. <laughs> I, I look, I gave my book to one Caucasian young lady, uh-huh. and she made 18 people buy that book. <laughs> no exaggeration. 
Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, look, let me make sure you had this book. Let me hear it. Oh my God. I, I, I got can you bring when can you bring these books by? <laughs> she had half her office buying my book. Now, if it's us, it, it, you know, right. it's gonna be, and I mean it can be your brother, it's friends. That's right. like, yeah, I ain't get to it yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so this is real talk. You know what I mean? Like, it, this is that's what true. it is. So yeah. I teach people that in entrepreneurship. I'm like, that's not going to be your clientele. I don't care how many chicken dinners they said your chicken was dope. Soon as the price tag going, they're not your customer. Don't even, <laughs> look, all I want from my friends is a, a, a testimonial. You know, I help you. So give me that. That's payment enough. Don't even yes, worry. You know, maybe you watch my kids when I was on the come up. You right. know what? That's worth it. I, I help you out. Maybe you know. Maybe you owe me twenty dollars. I don't know what happened, but I'm right. not counting on you to buy anything from me. Right. And that has made it good for me because that's not that's not what it is. But hey, I'm going to use you when I'm trying to do something, and and, and you know get a testimonial or I want to yeah. practice something. Because come on, be my practice dummy because you're not going to pay me. So you might right. as well be my practice dummy. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's and that's, that's the that's a great point. Is that it's not always in the in the invoice transaction yeah. right it's sometimes it's just in the the share you know we're in technology or it's in the hey man i can i can uh yeah let me know what your website is and I, i'm going to a group of business leaders i'll share your website you know it's those things that we've got to become more conscious of and become more intentional about doing you know what i'm saying yeah, we got to We have to. At the, we got to see how we help each other in multiple ways, not just in that space. But we don't think about how we line up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because when you when you're around certain people, somebody says, "Sister said, I don't want people who like minded because we're gonna fall flat. I want people that think differently than me." You know, and we have to. I think that that you know, I can question that in this broad space, but in business, I do agree with that because. We're always like, you find that one person who got the guts to try something. And then when you get the guts, you just trying what they're trying. Like yeah, that's, that's you got to right. find out how you fit around that, you know, and then maybe you might muster up some of the guts to do something, but do you don't do them. We're always trying to do us, each other. And then right, 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 we're talking yeah. about books, you know, Carter G. Woodson's book, you know, on um, the miseducation of a Negro. That's 1939, bro. Like right. that's 80 something. That's an 84 year old book that tells you that this is what black people are doing then. And they're still doing it now. They right. said they're going to build churches across the street from each other. They said, we're going to, you know, is it going to be a chicken shack here? And it's going to be a chicken shack there. Same. Like that's all we're doing. I'm like, bro, right, right. super talented. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't build something adjacent to what I'm doing so that right. we work together. Like, you know, if, if, if you got the fish spot, you know, I got the, you know, I got this spot, you know what I'm saying? I got the chicken spot. So you get the fish from me, chicken from him. You know what I mean? Like you got to have the exact same thing I have, and then now we none of us have anything. You know what I mean? So, so true. that's so true. That's so powerful, man. And I said that because you think about it, it's stuff that we use. So mm -hmm. I created my books on purpose because I wanted it to be certain things that people can use. I didn't want it to be something that's going to sit there. You can take business corner and go through from soup to nuts about your business. You yeah. can take you won't starve my second book. And I and I specifically said for Gen Z, um, millennials and baby boomers in that right. book, you have you can use that book as a tool. It's not something that's sitting on the shelf. If you want, if you're just getting into business and you're a baby boomer and you just retired, 
you can go in that book right now and help you get through your transition to train going from retirement to being a full-time entrepreneur. Like, right. I, I, like create something that people can use. Yeah, that's good. Great. Well, that's that's what we're trying to do here. So, like you said, somebody you said 50 million people can go and see read your book and get something from it. Right. Yeah, man. Don't try to create something that's go. It's it's still four, it's still seven billion. Yeah, that's right, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Let me find out how hard my story was because CL did it. Let me find out how hard my right. story was. Like and, and you people and you know, people I, I do see that sometimes where you know, I'll be telling my story or whatever, and they feel like they got to either one up the story, you know what I mean? Or, well, yeah, I remember when I, I'm just like, yo, man, listen. And that's what, like, you talked about E.T. I, you know, E.T., he says he's the number one speaker in the world. I I, I don't know what, what the data is. I, I like E.T. He's a little, probably a little bit like me. Uh, but at, at the same time, I can't be him. Yeah, yeah, not at all. I'm not gonna. I'm only gonna be the number one speaker in the world, being CL. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And and I can't be him. Um, and and here's here's another thing that I I, I want to say about us. I may not always be, you may not always be able to reach out and touch us, but man, I don't ever want to lose the element of humanity. Yeah. Right. So in other words, I, I, and I told my wife this, I said, man, I know God is opening up, up doors. You're you're blowed up out there in the West and the South, but I don't ever want it to be where I'm so untouchable that, you know what I mean? You can't ever, you can't ever get up with CL. And why do I say that? Because I spent the last nine months in that prison, in that jail. Mm. And I didn't make it any secret about being a public figure. Right. Yeah. My wife was like, oh, are you nervous? They're going to show up at the crib. I already told the brothers, I said, listen, uninvited guests probably going to have a hard time. Okay. Showing <laughs> up at the crib, right. It's going to be met a little differently, but I just was joking with him. But one, when I, one of the guys got let out, one of the young guys got let out and he messaged me on messenger. Right. And at first I was like a little bit like, uh, you know, my spidey senses kicked in, but then I, I realized this dude was just, wanted me to celebrate with him that he made it out. Yeah. Right. And I said, man, you know what? I don't ever want to get to the point where I can't take time to make time for people on the real. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I know they got their celebrities and they got all that kind of stuff. And that's cool. But I, I don't I, I want to be a celebrity, too. But a celebrity that still is about the people. Yeah, it's a lot of those. It's a lot of celebrities don't need five or six guards everywhere they yeah, go. Right. You know, right. you got people who they say Mariah Carey, it costs her over six figures to leave the house. What? It costs her six figures to leave her house. Oh, you know man. what I'm saying? So, like, hey, and I get it. We we can use the bread she got, but I, I don't think I want to be that 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 point either. You know, I want to be cool enough to be comfortable. I, yeah. you know, I've always been able to go back home. You know, to Jersey. Now I've always been able to go to South Carolina. I've always been able to go and move around yeah. and not feel comfortable no matter what kind of car I drove, no matter what was going on. Right. That feels good to me. I don't want to know what it feels like to not be able to go to a space and feel like, you know, oh man, you know, I need protection or right. something like that. But also, and you can speak to this by going to the schools, I always wanted to do good. Yeah. By people like you know, I spent time with my daughter's school with the little boys for three years because I said some of them bigger than me now, man. And I'm saying, like, 
because if I'm raising her around them, I want them to think of what I did for them, the pizza parties we had every month, and yeah. to them every Tuesday for free doing Thai Tuesday and talking to them. So when they see my daughter out, nah, that's 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 his daughter. That's Mr. Washington's daughter. No, I I do that. I'm like, I want to leave something like that. So I took my daughter to a school here that I already adopted the schools called Mission High School. And the school's focus is on um, helping out kids who are um, getting over addictions. And I'm speaking, I get, in, I get in the mix immediately, start speaking to schools, get to this one. I'm like, fell in love because these kids were real. You know, they wasn't trying to, and all of, not that the other ones weren't, but they had a real, I, I saw something different. So I said, you know what, I'm going to let, I'm going to, you know, plant my flag here. So I'm like, every month I'm coming back. It's like, no, you not no, don't worry about it. I'm coming back. We get pizza, we get sandwiches, we sit there. So now we're talking about these babies, what they're doing with their lives. Oh man, when I get out, I'm you know, go ahead and um do this, um, doing music, one kid. I said, you know, we got music now. Yeah, bought everything he had. All the music on social media, on, on, on iTunes, I bought it all. I said, all right, let me go ahead and get your music. And then now when we sit down, I'm telling him, okay, this is what you got to get to make sure, because I did music before, so I'm telling him how he makes sure his stuff is legit, who he yep. needs to talk to. He's in my inbox on a regular basis, you know? Yeah, Let man. know what's going on. Two of my little babies just had, they just had babies. So we like, hey, Tamika, when we go, we got to bring diapers for them. Yeah. You know, so that they got what they need to have. But like, because when I brought my daughter, she was out of school. Them girls treated my daughter so good, man. She sat down with them, ate pizza with them. They wouldn't let her leave. You know, they were just chilling. Oh, that's my new friend right there. Now, these girls are 18, 17. My daughter only 14. Right. But they had her over there. They never said anything wrong, nothing like that. Because they, her dad is there every month with them, man. Yeah. Every month. You know? Well, you know, and that's, that, and that's what I wanted to tell you, is that that residual piece... It's important, man. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's let me, let me, I know I'm not interviewing you. You're interviewing me. <laughs> we're having a conversation. That's, that's what we're going on, brother. That's what we're doing. Here's what, one thing, and I want to ask your opinion on this. This is, I've resisted this notion, right? I, I launched this book back in November uh, 20, this is past year, November 19th. And <clears throat> what I've watched some other authors do is succumb to the pressure of you got to give me something new every other week, right? <laughs> the whole TikTok thing. You can make a TikTok be super famous. And then if you ain't got nothing else coming in the pipeline, we done with you, right? And I said, man, I'm not going to allow that to be the narrative of my life's work. Yeah. So what, and I want, I wanted to ask you this today because maybe we can help some authors to understand that, just because it is is saturated in one area doesn't mean that it's done. Yeah. To me, that you're that promoting your book or whatever is done. Like I'm going to a whole nother city, a whole nother state. Ain't none of them heard about who ate my brownie. So yeah. I got a whole nother marketing uh apparatus. So talk to us about that a little bit, Jay. <laughs> how I mean, how do we keep this stuff fresh? Is what I'm saying. You gotta understand that your book has no shelf life. It's no such That's thing as that. Your book yes. has no shelf life. You know, long as you, your message stays the same as what has, was what, what, who ain't my brownie is. Right. Then, and, and then you, you good to go. Like I won't starve is my first book. I have four now. I won't starve, never change. So that's who I am. 
Business corner is not about who I am. You won't starve is not about who I am. And more than motivation is not about who I am. I, who I am, you want to know who I am? Read I Won't Stop. Yeah. You know, you, you're a beginner business owner, go get You Won't Stop. Yes, sir. You know, if you are in, if you need some motivation, and because that's the that's, uh, um, the subtitle, consistent motivation through a crisis. For more, you know, so that means no matter what the crisis is, right? I got something for you in it. I got twelve chapters of heat for you. No matter what you're going through, are you feeling like you know you you got that imposter syndrome? Yeah. Go go check out that chapter where where you where you're dealing with that. You know, if you, you're trying to start new businesses and, and like this is what you're talking about, I feel like I got to create something that I already got something. I got yeah. something in there for that. Oh, and then business corner. It, we went back to the beginner business owners, but just from the vision portion. But now we're going to walk it. We're going to walk this whole dog all the way to when you sell your company. So no matter what por portion you're in, because this is not about just the, uh, the entrepreneur, who is in your corner? Yeah. Because you need people in your corner. So this is never going anywhere. It's going to outlive me and not just because it's, it's in the Library of Congress, but you, somebody's going to be able to use it. I just told you about Carter G. Wilson, 1939. Yeah. Let me give you, my grandmother was born that year. Oh, wow. <laughs> so at the end of the day, something that happened when she was born is still affecting me now. I, well, I read that book about four years ago. I literally read it myself, then read it in front of my whole family so that they can hear this. And then I got upset with our brothers because I've seen some brothers who told me to read this book. And I said, if you read this book and you acting the way you acting, <laughs> right. I'm like, I, I, I got to look at you different because I'm forever changed after reading that book. I'm forever changed after, after reading Napoleon Hill's book on both yeah. of them. You know, I, I read about four of his books, but of course everybody thinking grow rich, but how to raise your own salary. That book, I, that, that book, I was forever changed. I can never read a book and not like, if it's a good book, I'm changed. I'm not going backwards. That's, the authenticity about it. So I'm telling authors, remain authentic to what yeah. you wrote. Don't write something for no gimmick. If you that's what you are, call yourself a fiction author. And right. call yourself <laughs> an author who's trying to make money off of movies and make it into a movie. But if you're writing to change the world, right. even you're small, we all have our own world. And I'm changing mine with my books. So if you right. come into my space, you're getting, you're getting a fix of that. You're getting that drug spread all over you. And we can you know, do it with our books. This is this is what we're pushing. That's what this I love, pushing, man. man. Not only do you have the coolest accent in the world, but you also <laughs> got a great book. You know, I, I was thinking about that because I, you know, I just did a Black History speech a couple weeks ago uh, at the first school who gave me my first paid gig, bro. Wow. Right? I went all, all the way back to 2011. Tabari Wallace was the first principal. I reached out to 100 principals. He was only the one that said, yeah, come on to the school. He didn't pay me the first time, but then he did afterwards. Yeah. And I was talking to the young people about the title of my speech was Don't Drop the Hammer. And one of the things that you just said that, that kind of echoes what I said was I asked them, had they known, had they ever ridden an elevator, right? And the, the, a black person created the automatic elevator door, mm -hmm. right? And I said, from that moment to this day, to right now, the, the what he did in stepping out and taking a risk to be innovative is still affecting generations all these years later, brother. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, yes, you like said, it doesn't have a shelf life. Brother, creativity doesn't have a shelf life, man. At all. At all, man. So I'm happy you stepped into that realm and did that because 
Yeah. You 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 changed the game for you, not just for yourself, but all those thousands of people internationally that you've yeah. talked to. You know, that now it's like if I can't get you, I can get this book. Right. You know, if I can't get you, I can still get a piece of you. So yes, sir. stand stand on that. Stand on that. I, I can't get to you right now, but I'm gonna send you this book. You yes. know, yeah. It's gonna hold you over till I get over there. You know, and, and you gotta stand on your content. You got to make sure your content is something that somebody can stand on like that. Don't put it out there. You said your name is on it. Your name is on it. You know that that means everything to somebody with integrity. Now, one last thing before I, I let you wait a minute. He's letting me go. Is I'm letting, letting you go. We got we got to do we got to we got to do that quarterly thing. Yes, sir. Straight up, man. Say, you, need, look, you need to come over here sometime. I'm going to come over to you. <laughs> Yes, you sir. Know, we can do some dinner. Bring yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ride over. Hey, look, we need to do this because this is what needs to happen. Because right. I've I've seen other podcasters do this, but a lot of it, some of them, the majority of them is garbage. You know, yeah. from you know, just get together just to talk about garbage, right. and then like a couple people who literally sit down and they just build, and it's been magical. So I believe that we can do something like that, and I know this is not interview you know what i'm saying right 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 right, right. but at yeah. the end of the day it's it's amazing content it's amazing conversations that need to happen and i'm glad that you and i both have the, the the apparatus to be able to do it for individuals and we're creating it so that people can listen to it over and over and over because yeah. you know you might miss a conversation like this but yeah. i wanted to continue to continue to like make it happen on a regular basis because things are happening i mean we can go all night we got stuff that's going on right now yeah, and we can be talking about that. You know, um, we're talking about the people that just we uh, our sisters and brothers just lost their life out in Me in Mexico, and, yeah. and stuff that's going on in the basketball world and things like that. I want to talk with a brother like yourself about these things because you're going to have the ESPN people, you're going to have the news pundits, you're going to have all these people talking about stuff. But who from the community are talking about the real and how it's affecting? Because we know a brother. Yeah, we know a sister. You know, from our community, that's doing a little too much, and they yep. can't, and they, they they didn't come back home from that, you know, or they might not come back home from that, and so it's bigger than what what we're doing with our books. It's bigger than what we're doing with our business. It's about what we're doing with our impact, and that's one of my chapters in my third book, Impact Over, you know, Impression. Like, stop oh, trying to impress people. How many people are you trying to impact? We got to oh, do. That's, that's what's important. So. I think that our conversations are what that is. They're, they're impactful. You know, yeah. they're impactful. That's why I wanted to, I said, man, I got to get him back on my platform, get him on my platform so we can talk. But we do got to close it out. I, I want you to close it out. You a speaker, you know, I want you to tell, give, give my people something to take them home with, man. Well, here's what I want you to understand, that the the Emperor Penguin down in Antarctica, every every winter, it it, it does this thing the the male penguins take the egg from the mother penguin and their mothers go off for six weeks to forage for food to bring back and the fathers take this egg and put it in their feet with a flap of skin that covers it and they form a huddle they said that there's many as five to seven thousand of these male emperor penguins in a huddle wow and on the outside edge of the huddle it's negative 71 degrees on the inside of the huddle, though, it's 98.6. Wow. Now, the average 
human body temperature is 98.6. Here's the interesting thing, that every penguin takes their turn on the edge of the huddle. Mm. They all take a turn on the edge because they realize that it's not just about the individual because they don't build a nest. It's about the success of the whole. Mm. And when you can give yourself, obviously you want to do well for yourself, but when you can give yourself to saying, I'll take my turn on the edge of the huddle for my brother, where you can get into the center and be 98, 98.6 degrees warmer. And I'll take the cold for a while. And then we shuffle and move around and rotate, man. I'm telling you what, that's what this world is about. That defies the 80, 20 principle, the Pareto principle. Right. Brother, that defies the 80-20 that says only only 20% are going to get 80% of the results. No, 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 no. I want to see Jay Lahim and his audience get 100%. I want all of y'all to win. But we all have to be willing to take our turn on the edge of the huddle. Take and your we'll turn be- on the edge. I- I'm using that. <laughs> uh-huh. Come on, brother. Come I'm on. I'm using that. We can take your right turn on the edge. Hey, look, people are going to be scared of that one, though. If, if you said that in one of your speeches, I know, look. There was these adults need to hear that. You need to be at somebody's church telling them that. That's yes. the sermon. Take your turn on the age. Yes, sir, man. Because everybody, everybody don't want to do that. But you, that's the only way to win. That's the only way for everybody to win. So that's how they survive, brother. So thank oh. you for having me, Jay. Yeah, of man. course, man. Listen, I did not tell y'all this was going to be an amazing show. I don't want people that's not amazing. When you come on here, you've talked now. Listen, we just got back going. About a month and a half ago, literally, I took a break because we moved all the way from the east to the west, so I needed a break. And so far, we've already had people from Africa on here. <laughs> we've had amazing business, women business, men. I told you, we, we're not going down. We're only going to go further up. It's going to get more and more amazing because we have a standard here. And that's obviously what this brother was talking about, a standard, because not only was the people, the adults, willing to stand in the gap for each other and take their turn on the edge. They understood the importance of what they were bringing forth with those babies. And so that right there is that, but that's the part you don't want to miss about that. And same thing, another thing with our sisters acting like they don't want to do their part. They said the sisters was going to go forward for the food. So it's so many lessons in this. And this is what excellence looks like. This is what greatness looks like doing things different than everybody else. But every if everybody else is doing it, we don't want to do it. That's right, brother. We don't want to do it. Everything that everybody else is doing is not for here. It's not for a star of talk. It's not for standing tall and reclaiming victory every day because somebody don't want to get out of bed. Not because they can't get out of bed. They chose not to get out of bed. It's somebody that don't want to go out there and go for what they want. They chose not to do it. It's not that anything's holding them back besides them choosing not to do it. That's what this life is about. It's about the choice. Everybody has a choice. Long as you have a choice, you have a chance. That's right. And right now here, what we do on Starve Talk, if we give opportunity and a chance to individuals to tell a story to change somebody's life. And my prayer is that you were able to get that tonight. Bro, give them all your information before you get off. Yeah, it's real simple. Just go to clkingspeaker.com. You can find us there. If you like, uh, if you like us to come to your city, we'd love to have you. If you'd like to get a copy of my book, just go to whoatemybrownie.com. And um, man, it's just a blessing to be here. I thank everybody for your time. I respect this platform and this man, this man of God very highly. So thank you again for having me. Thank you, brother. You guys know how to keep in contact with us. Go to iwonstarve.com. 
Go to our YouTube page, youtube.com backslash starve talk. Subscribe today. See this amazing episode when it comes out. Check out the other ones as well. And just keep up just keep up with me. You see me talking about some stuff. I'm going, I'm going to address what's going on today, tomorrow. I'm going to answer the questions that people don't want to hear. And that's okay. I'm not worried about being famous. I'm worried about getting the stuff out there that need to be talked about. We're doing this, we be doing this for our kids, man. We're doing we doing bigger and better things. So when y'all come on here, expect authenticity, expect amazingness, an awesomeness, but expect to be a, you know, a life-changing experience. This has been your boy Jay Halim here in Star Talk. See y'all later. Peace.